0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh kidding Sap pinka the boy went patient. Smoke weed till it ton man quavers. Bad oh, luck I heard he got grab, but taught that sent it on vacation. That. Dead boys don't know about statement. Don't. I don't know, so I need translation. I Damn cat while well, I'm moan about prices. Mm-hmm. I'll take-
1: hello, hello everyone and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Sapporo. It's been a busy day for me. I spent the morning onboarding three new clients. We just wrapped up the Empower You amazing webinar series. Um, so we had a great, great discussion. We had a lot of experts talking about different areas from tax, real estate, me touching on financial advising, uh, Kirsten talking about wellness. It was really great and we're gonna do that periodically. So. Um, for those that didn't get to join this time, we have uh, I'll have another one coming up. And I, and I hope you guys get to learn, um, get some literacy, um, and really just share some tips and ideas. So I thought it went really, really well. Uh, but no, but the show must go on. So I'm recording the podcast late tonight. I don't stop working. I don't think, you know, there's an advisor out there that works as hard as me. You could ask them. <laughs> so um, I love it. And I'm never going to stop giving you guys free content keep educating, keep pushing each other, because I I learn every day myself. Um, so big update. I don't know if you guys, I don't, I don't actually listen to this podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience. He just signed a licensing deal for about four years with Spotify. So exclusively everything of his content will move to Spotify. Deal is reportedly $100 million dollars. Um, just to license so they Spotify did not even get his IP meaning his intellectual property or his merchandising they just got exclusive exclusivity uh, for four years which is crazy that means his podcast actual worth is you know upwards of 500 to a million to a billion dollars 500 billion to a billion dollars is just you know just crazy to think about what's going on in the podcast lane so listeners if you share my podcast and we get to the level of Joe Rogan, I will each give each one of you $1,000. <laughs> um, so that would be wonderful. Let's try to break Joe Rogan's podcast. Let's, let's break the internet by sharing literacy and financial knowledge. And with that, the market update, we are up, a stock market update, Dow Jones was up 3.42% so far this week. And that's primarily driven by um optimism optimism on a vaccine so i think it was a couple days ago there was a report from modera that you know the vaccine trials were looking looking strong um and you know the market was everything was green that day um and then we have some strong data if you're really looking at the data on the states that have opened up if you're really looking at it objectively um there's been strong data about you know the states that have opened up but they haven't really seen a crazy uptick in everything and things haven't gone pretty smoothly so they're moving tennessee is moving to phase two i just saw where they'll have 75 percent capacity on restaurants and i think 50 percent capacity on, on something else so um you know there is optimism on opening up and I, that's why i said you know in podcast episode 11 i think i talked about you know that being the catalyst and it looks like things are turning in a strong direction and there was actually a Uh, update I got from CNBC like 20 minutes ago that the administration said they're not gonna shut things down no matter what happens so um, it looks like we will be having a summer in most places Uh, so that's kind of interesting to watch all right so let's talk about a company update this time I looked at Target um, and they just reported earnings uh, for the the past quarter and they showed strong e-commerce growth obviously with people staying at home they showed strong e-commerce growth um, and, you know, a lot of, you know, e-commerce selling. But, you know, they weren't really selling high margin goods. So their cost jumped up because of shipping, because of the labor cost and and hiring to cover all the new um, growth in e-commerce sales. So, you know, the actual profit was cut. It was, it was a little spit under expectations, it looks like, um, based on increased wages, store cleaning, and other expenses related to the pandemic, which totaled about 500 million for them in the quarter. Um, so that's kind of interesting to watch. You know, I know people that love Target. I'm not a big shopping person myself, but um, a lot of people really love going to Target and it's showing through in their earnings. Um, and we talked about the work from home new trend, and it's growing. Facebook just announced that they're actually going to allow people work from home primarily. Um, It looks like 50% of the time or some some sort of metric they'll have on it. Um, So that's something to watch out for is people shift to that new work from home trend. I think primarily you'll see a lot of tech companies will be able to do that because productivity isn't gonna really shift for them um, as they work from home, really. It's really gonna stay relatively the same uh, for those folks uh, that are in the tech world Well, now we can go into a little bit of our ask an advisor questions. And I posted this on my social media. And the question, you know, was really more of a takeaway. But I get questions all the time on what is my retirement number. And that's something that I literally can't answer for someone. But I do have a way you can find it out for yourself. Um, The first thing you want to do is understand how comfortably you want to live in retirement. Do you want to spend $5,000 a month, $4,000 a month? $6,000, $10,000, $10,000, ten thousand—it just depends on your standard of living and the way the goals that you set up for yourself. So, for example, if you say it's five thousand a month, you take that number times twelve to get your annual spend. That means your yearly spend that you will use in retirement. When you have that sixty thousand dollars, which is five thousand times twelve, you then take that times twenty-five, which is the average amount of years that people spend in retirement. Obviously, you can adjust all these variables based on your goals and based on what you see. And that number is approximately 1.5 million, right? So that is really the money in the mouth that you want to like say, okay, am I hitting this amount? Am I close to this amount that I can relatively attire and, and live a decent life or the life that I have set out for myself? So that is just a quick way for people to find their walk-away number where you can tell your boss, screw you, which we all want to do except for me, because I don't have a boss. I am my own boss. But if you aren't at that place yet, you can tell your boss, screw you. And you can go off to Hawaii, which is a place that I want to go to. Um, and then the, along those lines, I always get, "How much should I save?" Well, if you have a goal of 1.5 million or whatever that goal is, you definitely need to start saving a lot. So I get that question about how much should I save a month or this or that or annually. You should really be saving as much as you can. I think people, you know, don't like to save, which is totally understandable. Um, but you know, if you have a, if you see the number, the looming number in front of you. Now you understand, okay, I do have to do a lot of saving, investing, smart moves with my money early on to reach certain pinnacles and goals. So that's something that um, we we have to really keep an eye out for. And a lo- another question I keep getting is how do I repair credit? Um, and so that's something you want to look at too as well. Repairing credit um, is very interesting topic, um, something that I help c- a couple clients with. I'm helping someone with this week Um, The first thing you want to do is dig into your credit report. So Equifax, TransUnion, they all have credit reports where you can pull, look at, uh, analyze. It'll actually tell you what is the sticking points on your credit report. So it'll tell you, oh, you have late payments on this or you have something in collection or whatever whatever it says. I'm not a huge person that focuses on credit rather than, you know, the other thing. I think, you know, just pay, you know, bills on time. Don't overextend on debt. Um, Don't ever let anything go into collection, and relatively speaking, your credit will be fine. But if this is something that you are, someone that's out there that's, you know, worried about the credit report, that's something you can easily fix uh, based on, they literally give you the blueprint in the report on what you need to work on. But, you know, if you have, you know, things in collection that's never gonna be good, you wanna get that expunged. Late payments, you don't wanna have that on your record. Um, Overextended on credit, meaning your balances are too high or too much, you definitely wanna lower that down but those are some quick tips on, you know, how to look at your credit report um, and try to get that a little bit lower. Lastly, I want to touch on a theme of, you know, that I've seen a little bit through my conversations with people, which is sort of a fear of investing. And that's something I'm seeing from, you know, a lot of people. So, you know, I've talked to people and they have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting in savings account, which to me intrinsically just doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, just based on knowing that you know your money is getting eaten up by inflation, um, and you're not actually putting in an income-producing asset, which to me makes all the sense in the world. I I know that everyone knows that I'm a stock market person, so that's where I'll lean towards first. But you know, there's other ways. If you want to start a business, if you want to invest in real estate, which the next our guest is going to talk about real estate, that is another way. I just don't really understand the fear of making your money work for you. So if you're someone that's out there that's worried about that, talk to me and I can help you understand what you could be, um, you know, what the possible fears are and how we can possibly work through those together uh, and find a way for you to feel more comfortable uh, about investing. Finally, uh, the next interview we have coming up is a uh, a person that I went to undergrad with uh, at the University of Nebraska Omaha, and he is a real estate agent Real estate investor Brad Sint is going to talk about, you know, the real estate market, how he got started, what things to look for when you're investing, um, how to invest smart in the real estate market. Uh, I think this is really really great because I love you know someone that can talk about that a lot because I know everyone loves learning about the real estate market. So he's going to bring up some tips, advice, um, some great great actionable advice. So hope you guys enjoy the interview. All right, everyone, thank you for another, uh, tuning in for another episode of the Your Money, Your Life podcast interview. Um, I have a good buddy, uh, Brad Sint, who we both went to University of Nebraska at Omaha together. And Brad is a real estate agent, investor, um, and a guy that does a lot of things in Omaha right now. Uh, so Brad, thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, of course. I appreciate you having me on.
1: Awesome. And, and so Brad, I was giving you a background. Tell uh, the people a little bit about what you do uh, for your clients and what you do as a real estate agent.
0: Yeah. So I have been uh, doing real estate for a little over two and a half years and um, first got licensed in Iowa. Uh, My family farms there and that's where I grew up. And um, as you mentioned, I uh, went to went to college in Omaha, so... um, Shortly after getting licensed in Iowa, I also got my Nebraska license, and um, I've mainly been, um, you know, helping helping clients buy and sell in the two states. And um, when I kind of one of the first things I did was I bought a pretty cheap house that needed some work in Iowa, and found it, you know, off market. It just happened to be a a case where um, a lady had passed away and didn't have any, you know, wasn't married, didn't have any kids. And uh, just happened to know that family and ended up getting a a good deal on it and Mm -hmm. moved in and did some renovations, um, you know, in my spare time and and ended up selling it myself and did did pretty well on that. So
1: that was essentially a house flipping, um, you know, project for you. That was your first four way into into real estate, uh, investing developers to real estate investing pretty much. Is that, that what it sounds like?
0: Yep. Yep. And this, you know, I, I understand that, you know, people listening are in different areas. So this will be interesting for them, but I bought the house for 34,000. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a small town in Iowa, it's, it was an older house. It was just a, you know, it's basic, um, two bedroom, one bath, not, you know, had a garage and, um, you know, it, it was it, it was move-in ready, so I, weird as that sounds. You know, I moved in and everything was functioning. It just hadn't been updated in a while. So I just kind of did some of the renovations that, a, you know, that anyone can do, painted and changed fixtures and, you know, updated the bathroom and did some stuff outside and stuff. And honestly put less than $1,000 into it. And, uh, you know, I ended up turning around and selling it myself for 55000 And, you know, (laughs) yeah, so that's, you know, that's, that's how I got started. And that was just a a good opportunity. And, you know, didn't, you know, just for your, for your listeners, I guess, you know, if you're interested in buying a house, there's several different kind of creative ways that you can get started Mm. and, you know, this would probably help. Um, So this was in 2000, uh, early 2017, but I ended up using I had $10,000 in a um, retirement account that I had built up when I was working at uh Gavilon. And And um, so I used that 10,000 for a first time homeowner's purchase. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, you know, that's a third of it right there. So my monthly payments were literally like, it was either a, it wasn't even like a, a normal mortgage. I just went to like yeah. a, a small town bank and they that knew my family and they basically gave me like a five-year loan on it and i just you know i turned around and sold it and i think it was like three or four months so how did you find the buyer um well so i was i was licensed so i was marketing it and they the buyer was from another state they just saw you know a really cheap house that looked move-in ready and i i moved my stuff in and you know i had you know, I, I had decent enough things where I kind of made it staged and looked looked homey and, you know, and, and nice enough. So people, you know, online just saw it and thought it was a great deal. And it, I mean, it, it it was a nice place and I'm happy for the people that bought it. But yeah, that's it.
1: That's pretty cool. That's a, that's a great start. It's obviously when, you know, you start off in a in a career and, and something like that and you kind of hit a home run. Off the bat, it's kind of a kind of a great start there for you, and you you were hitting on a couple of points. You were you were getting into it a little bit, but as you mentioned, there's a few ways people can look at um, you know when people are considering buying a home. I get those questions a lot, where people are like, "Hey, you know, one of my goals, especially people our age, is you know they want to buy a home, um, they want to you know you know settle in a place in a in a home. So, what do you think people should be doing?" Uh, to, to ready themselves for that step to buy a home?
0: Yeah, that's, that is a great question. You know, there's, there's some, you know, some craziness going on right now. And, you know, so it, it does pay to do some research. I mean, what I, what I would recommend just for anyone looking to buy a house is, you know, just start looking at houses and finding things that your houses that you're interested in and, you know you'll start to like see what kind of price ranges these are and just the more you look at houses the better off you'll be because you know there it is a big investment and i have seen a lot of people that you know will will buy you know the first one they see and then you know realize that there there is expenses involved and you know maybe there are certain things about it that you you know, we're fine with it first and then not so much later, you know? Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Um, So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of resources. You can look online on just, you know, Zillow, com. you know, reach out to realtors that, you know, that you see on social media and stuff and, you know, just, just start talking about to them and just ask people that, you know, that are in real estate, you know, what are some things that I need to know? Um, Do you have any lenders that you, you know, like working with, um, you know, there's, and and on a a side note, there, there are grants and other programs that, you know, are, are offered in certain areas or, you know, certain times and, you know, if if that's the case and there are grants available, I mean, you can take advantage of those and really, you know, be on the right way and you can save, save a lot of money and potentially get free money, you know, so.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's a wonder. Those are, that's actually a wonderful point Is you know people be on the lookout for grants, um, ways to save, and reaching out to professionals like like yourself. Um, and I guess you know I, on that note, you mentioned it's kind of a weird, weird time right now, as as we all know uh, what we're going through. What uh what does you know what's the outlook for you? You know, real estate's obviously another strong investment. You know, me being an investment advisor, I'm someone that likes people to look at the market, and and people also love. In the in the diver, name of diversification, um, not only stock market but the real estate market. What is that? What are your kind of predict, predictions going forward? What are you seeing in the market, and what do you think will be happening uh, on the other side of things?
0: Wow, that's, yeah, that's you know, it's a great question. Um, I think that there is going to be a pretty big shift in in wealth. You know, just there's a lot of money coming. You know, there's a lot of money being put into the system with you know in the stimulus and there's just it is kind of an interesting time um Mm -hmm. you know know, i'm not comfortable you know it's hard for me to to know exactly where things are going but you know they say that real estate has you know created the most millionaires you know over anything else um Mm -hmm. you know just with inflation and how things how things have worked i mean if you know if you buy something and hold on to it for a while it Usually increases in price and, you know, there's, you know, you know, there's just unlimited amounts of stories of people that have bought a, you know, a property held on to it for, you know, even a couple of years or, you know, the people that are lucky enough to hold on to it for 30 years and it, you know, doubles, triples in price. So, you know, I think that real estate is one of the best vehicles um, to build wealth and to, you know, to kind of store wealth. I'm not gonna say that every every property or every home is gonna be a good investment. I mean, there's you know you gotta you really gotta know what your personal finances are. You gotta know kind of you know you gotta be smart about your decision and you know not buy something that's you know if it's only one person you know you don't don't potentially need you know a big house with maybe high H O A fees and you know just there are there are several things that can that can drive prices up to where maybe it it would make you know more sense to rent so everything's got to be calculated and and thought through but for the most part i mean buying real estate you're gonna you got to have somewhere to live it's you know it's more enjoyable to own your own property you don't have to worry about you know listening to anyone's rules or anything like that and you know it's you know, if you, you, you know continue to to uh, pay your mortgage and and keep things you know running without issues i mean you can pay down the mortgage and um you know that's how you can really build equity over the long term
1: yeah and what yeah what do you think about uh something we haven't touched on yet is maybe rental properties i know a lot of people like are they big on you know wanting to have rental properties for me if i would ever buy be more of a rental property I, rather than somewhere i'm you know staying and being because i just plan to be kind of you know a, kind of a nomad right. by cold here in new york and la um but you know for people that uh are you know like myself that may be looking at rental properties what are the kind of things that you would say about about rental properties
0: yeah i, I actually really like that outlook and that's very similar to to how actually how i'm living and you know i you know, you make a good point. It's nice to not be, to not be tied down. And that's, that is a good thing about a a short term lease. And, you know, there are ways of, of even, you know, if you've got a business where, you know, you can write off your, your, your lease, you know, so Mm -hmm. there's, there's definitely some advantages and disadvantages, you know, it's, that's why it's good to, to do your research and kind of know what's best for you. But as far as, as far as rental properties go, I mean, you know, I, I know a ton of people that are killing it with rental properties. I think it's one of the better better ways to build wealth. You know, you, if you buy something right, you know, at a good price and you know, it's going to be standing there and, you know, it's, you know, it's structurally well and, you know, you, sh- you don't have to worry about it. Hopefully, you know, it can have someone else pay it off and hopefully your cash flowing, you know, every month. That's, that's really the key, which you can't do. In all markets, Um, you know, here in the Midwest, it's a lot of guys are about cash flow. And that's because that's because we can buy it at a price point. That's, you know, I think the median, you know, home price here is two hundred and twenty five thousand or somewhere in that ballpark. Um, But, you know, if you're buying single family rentals, most people are buying something that's closer to, say, one hundred thousand. You can you know, and that's maybe a three bedroom, two bath, and you can and you can rent it out for, you know, fourteen fifty a month and mm. where you're cash flowing hopefully, you know, three hundred and fifty bucks a month, and you know, someone else is, is basically paying off the mortgage, all the you know, the taxes, the insurance, um, everything, and then you're making, you know, three hundred and some bucks or you know, the percentage that you're comfortable with. And and then by doing that, you know, you're also kind of building your you know, your egg where if, if things go you know, if you gotta replace anything with the house or something, you've got extra funds to be able to, to to cover those.
1: Yeah. No, that's a that's a great breakdown. I love that. Cause yeah, you pretty much like you mentioned in the breakdown, you know, having someone, you know, fill the you know, be a renter, um, you know, fulfill and pay down the, the mortgage while you're able to you know, cash flow at a at a margin, and then also like I said, save for you know, emergencies uh, on the place, uh, but also just cash flow, some some cash flow in your pocket, which is yep. great, uh, great way to build wealth there. And then I guess you know, kind of you know, last few questions is you know, what are you doing with? Obviously, you're you know, someone that's growing mightily in your in your career in in the Midwest and kind of nationally, but you know, what are you doing with clients? Uh, if someone comes to you. Um, how do you begin working with them? And then also, you know, dovetailing off that, uh, where can people reach you? Um, you obviously you're on social media and you're, you're taking on people and helping them find their best opportunity to buy or sell on this time. How are you, uh, what, what are some tips on uh, th- those two items? Okay.
0: Well, as far as finding me, um, yeah, I like uh, Instagram and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yeah, I try to, try to be on all, all of them. Not the, not the greatest at social media, but that's something that I'm, I'm working on and trying to, to build because it's, you're right. It's, yeah, that is kind of the way to, to really reach people and to, you know, communicate easily and it's to, to get new, to get new clients. I mean, it's, you know, people see you doing something on social media and it's just, you know, one click away is reaching you and 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 interacting yeah. on that. So it's, I wish I was better at that. That's something I'm going to work on and and hopefully build on. But uh, yeah, that's one of the best ways to uh, generating more clients is is that. Um, One thing that I'm kind of working on, um, you know, I started out with working with thinking that I was going to do more real estate investing. And I have really been focused on, you know, more helping people buy and sell. Um, Um, I'm, I'm just still looking for opportunities. I'm, I'm constantly looking for properties, uh, you know, it's, it's been a hot market and, you know, a lot of real estate investors, you know, maybe in the last year, especially, you know, a lot of them, people are still buying, but you know, a lot of people have thought that the market's been pretty hot or, you know, overpriced for, for a while to where, you know, house flippers, you know, it's just tight margins and, you know, just everyone's kind of out looking for, for properties and deals, it seems like. So, um, you know, kind of with the coronavirus, um, I think that, you know, it's definitely going to reshape things in the real estate world and just kind of how the world works kind of going forward. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that there are going to be some, some more advantages or more, you know, opportunities with, with purchasing. Um, So I'm going to be doing that. I still see, you know, a lot of, people our age, especially are, you mentioned, are looking to buy. I mean, yeah, we, we, we want to have properties and we know that that's, you know, we want to have control on where we're living and we also want to have a way to kind of store our wealth and to, you know, hopefully build wealth. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's going to be still a lot of people transacting, even if the market is, you know, even if the kind of the economy slows. I mean, it is going to slow things some, but, People are still going to be transacting. People are still going to have to be moving and stuff. So it's not like things are going to come to a complete, you know, halt. But it it will be interesting to kind of see how the rest of the year plays out. That's for sure.
1: That that is for sure. And I want to get one last bonus question. Um, what about uh, kind of like shared spaces, or excuse me, like rentals, share like their Airbnbs? Um, you have your you know super renter airbnbs i'm sure yeah. you've heard of those as well any insights on those and what they're how they're are they shifting things or what's what's kind of the insight on i guess for people that are listening um obviously you have airbnb rentals but you have people that are you know buying a bunch of properties marketing on airbnb and kind of running things as a super uh renter in a sense um sometimes it's leveraged sometimes i assume most times it's leveraged um but i guess any insight on that on that kind of realm and what people are doing in that area
0: yeah, the Airbnb has been huge. I mean, that's that alone has really kind of driven the the market in the last couple of years, you know, just investors are kind of looking for anything that they can do to to make more cash flow, you know, make more money, you know, be able to purchase more investment properties. Um, you know, in the last couple of months, Airbnb has been, you know, a disaster for a lot of people because everything, everything got, you know, canceled and, people are skeptical to go stay somewhere where they don't know who's cleaning it and stuff. So, um, you know, that'll be, that'll be one of the more interesting things to see how it plays out is is the short term rentals. Um, I guess one other thing to touch on though, when you asked about investments or in rentals, you know, I, I think if you can have the ability to, to scale and purchase more of like a commercial property or like, you know, Four units or more, or maybe yeah. find someone that's you know pooling money or doing those type of deals. You know, kind of where where I've seen like you know individuals get get maybe hurt the most in real estate is you know someone would buy some investment properties on their own and maybe be over leveraged, and you know one tenant mm-hmm. screws up your single family house, and you know it takes you five months to find a new tenant because you're trying to do it on your own to save some money, you know, that's where, you know, not having any income, having to pay, you know, your loan, your, your taxes, your utilities, you know, Mm -hmm. get bogged down. So, um, you know, if you can, if you can do it at scale and maybe, you know, get, like I said, get, get several units where you can maybe have someone else manage it. That is a professional and has the time and, and knowledge to do so. Um, I think that that's the best way to go. Cause if you're, you know, got a full-time job and you're trying to, trying to do some of that stuff on the side, it, you know, it can work and it can not work. You know, you get, mm-hmm, you get one bad mm-hmm. tenant that drives you nuts and you're stressed out and you're, you know, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it happen with, with friends and and um you know clients and so so yeah you just you got to really know what you what you can take on what your what your skills are if you're a really handy person and you've got spare time then i think it's a safe bet to go take on some some investment properties and see if you can build some wealth that way but you know if if you don't have any time you don't really have any any skills kind of in the needed areas then you know maybe it, maybe try to find some other people that you can maybe do a deal with and you know maybe buy something bigger and you know there there's several REITs and like other real estate um companies and stuff like that that are um you know pooling people's money buying bigger deals and where you can receive you know just a check every every month you know of, of the payouts yeah. so yeah,
1: yeah that's a, that's a good point yeah like you mentioned you want to, you know, if you can scale, scale is the name of the game in there is, I think what you were saying is scale up so that you have the opportunity to not be worried about, like you said, missing, you know, losing a tenant or if you had a single family, losing that renter, uh, and then you're kind of out of right. luck there. But if you scale and you have that diversification, exactly. it lends yeah. to being, you know, in a better situation yeah. there. So no, that's, these are, these are wonderful tips. I know people are going to love, love hearing this because I get a lot of questions on real estate. Um so again thank you for your time man and I hope you're staying safe and well. Uh but again thank you for for dropping some knowledge. Oh of course money.
0: man it's been a pleasure. I I got to lot leave you with one last thing here. So I was working at a um, you know W2 job and when I was down in Houston I read one book it's called Rich Dad Poor Dad. And yes. you know a lot, 90% of real estate people have read this book that's what I've found out but um you know if if your audience or yourself if you have not read this book and are interested in real estate, especially investment, real estate, figuring out how to, you know, play the game, how to acquire properties. That is the book to start with. It's, you know, it's an older book, but that book, I grew up as a kid that I literally hated reading. Like you would have to, you would have to beat me to get me to read something. And like, I read that book on my own spare time. It was like the first book that I did. And that book, like, literally changed my life it kind of slapped me in the face a little bit but it was in a good way
1: love that no yes that's <laughs> a gem read rich dad poor dad um i read it myself um wonderful book like you mentioned and and really also if you have any the questions listeners reach out to brad he's always willing to help and he will also be joining us for um our webinar so again yeah this is wonderful brad this is really helpful for for a lot of people out there so Thank you. Again yes. It's time. a pleasure, man. I hope
0: to do more and uh, stay safe as well. I'll talk to you soon. All right, yes. Buddy. Bye.